for far too long but we've been very busy finishing our internship getting certified mtbc what what and landing some sweet music therapy gigs that's right and we'll tell you all about them and more in this episode we'll talk about the transition into professional life how to work six jobs the mtbc exam and babies (laughs) sarah tell us what have you been doing these past few months well whitney i'm so glad you asked Mm. I moved back home to Buffalo, New York as soon as I finished my internship, so in July of 2016. And since I've been back, I've been balancing my performance career um, as well as my music therapy career. You're a real music, musical circus act. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could say that. Mm -hmm. So when I first started looking for music therapy jobs, I had made some connections while I was still on my internship because I knew I was moving back home. Right, right. And so I landed two, quote, jobs, unquote. Um, And I just say that because it took a long time to get the the ball rolling for those two jobs. And when you are working per diem or part-time and it's based upon clients who come to the facility and request music therapy rather than you're working in a school district where the clients already are or a place where you're guaranteed clients, things just take a while to get going. Um, as in terms of looking for those jobs, I was only able to find two true listings for music therapy on the internet. They were both full-time jobs, which is wonderful, but they happened to be in the psychiatric population, which I wasn't comfortable taking as my first job. Um, and so the places that I started working, I started working at Buffalo Niagara Music Therapy Services and the Community Music School of Buffalo. Those are my first two positions, Mm -hmm. and I got those jobs by making awkward phone calls. Oh. Yep, I knew those places existed, and I knew some of the people who worked there. What made them awkward? It was just awkward because it it felt awkward to me because it's not like they were reaching out saying they wanted a music therapist or that they needed a position opening. It, It just felt new and weird to call and just say, I want a job. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, I feel like that's how a lot of our jobs are created. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I got one of my jobs. Yeah. Not, it wasn't an awkward phone call, but it was just an email that said, hey, I'm here, I'm available. Right. And it's just the newness of that kind of stuff. You know, when I worked um, as a lifeguard, that was like a listing, like that job right. was posted and you know what you're getting into. But in something like this, um, I called and asked if they needed a music therapist. I went in and had meetings and it was just a really new thing to be getting myself into. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had a completely different experience. Yeah. As far as, not even with music therapy, but with, like, my whole life. Like, I've been working at jobs where, like, I just walked into a flower shop and said, Hey, do you want to hire me? Right. And they were like, sure, can you start next week? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so I started with a few sessions here and there. And now, months later, I'm actually having to say no to people. Um, which is great because You're in I, demand. Mm-hmm. I have a full schedule and every week I work 
on any given day from as little to zero hours as six hours of actual work time. But then I drive as little as zero hours up to like sometimes three or more hours a day, mm-hmm. depending on what I'm doing. Does anybody reimburse you for your driving? Yes. So at one of my locations, I get reimbursed 39 cents per, get, for, per mile. Mm. And everywhere else, I can claim it on my taxes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I've gotten really good at using uh, Excel. Is that and the mileage tracker? No. The mileage tracker I use is called Everlast. Okay. It's a great app. I gotta start doing that. Yeah, and it automatically tracks my miles. Like, it tra- it knows when you leave from a particular place, right? Yes, all my phone's over there. Um, but you have to have the premium membership, which it lets you... But that's tax deductible, too, the, oh. mem- the membership in itself. Okay. You get a month of premium. This is a great app, people. I'm advertising for them right now. <laughs> I highly recommend it, Everlast. Um, you don't even have to tell the app that you're leaving your house. And you can categorize all your miles. So I categorize my miles by music therapy or by, like, gig. Um, And so then at the end of the month, it'll even make, like, a PDF for you. about That's so cool. Yeah, it's a great, great, great I think that's the one that they told me about at Spectrum. So that's Mm -hmm. cool. Love it. Cool, cool. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. I have a very, very eclectic schedule. And I don't think that this is the kind of schedule I want to have my whole life but for now I'm really enjoying it and the variety is rewarding and I try to stay positive about it and everything that I'm doing right now will help me to decide if I want to specialize in something down the road. This is definitely going to set you up for for what you want in the future for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. So it's good stuff right now. Yep. Whitney, what about you? Well, since the last time we talked, I went to work at a summer camp, and I ate some great food and communed Mm. with nature and hung out in the trees. Um, Then I went back to civilization, passed my MTBC exam, and started one of two maternity maternity leaves at Mary Cariola, where we did our internship. Um, I moved into an apartment with my college friend and my dog. And found another maternity leave position. It's babies. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to lead to my own full-time work at Spectrum Creative Arts in Rochester. So, basically, just working maternity leaves until I can finally have my own... You're hustling. ...real job that mm-hmm. is mine. Um, so, it's been, it's been rough because... Well, it's been good and bad, but the hard part is saying goodbye to every kid, like, multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. I meet new kids, and then... I get new kids, and it's great to meet the new kids, but then I have to, um, really, I've been learning how to, um, terminate right. clients, and that's just, it's painful. It's hard. Man, because it's, it's really I didn't good really experience. have to do it in internship, and I, right. I haven't had to do it until now, giving up my last caseload that I had. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, I'm still at Mary Cariola, so I'm not saying goodbye yet, but soon. It's right. going to happen. And I'm just not thinking about it. So anyway, I'll be starting at Spectrum Creative Arts as soon as next week uh, with some evening clients until I begin there full time. I've just Rock been on. spending my free time uh, learning to bake macaroons, working at the flower shop still. Mm-hmm. Don't know why I'm still there. Um, <laughs> Does it fulfill you in some way? No. That's unfortunate. No. It's just... Yeah, it's not... Like, it's just a side gig. I just do it because I feel like I should be working elsewhere. But, but I don't need to. You're working full-time, and now you're getting paid for it, so you don't really... 
So here's the deal. I am not going to be working there in January and February because I'm going to be working at Spectrum and Mary Curiola almost, well, at the same time. Okay. So yeah, that so would be three jobs. So I have two more Saturdays. With a lot of hours, too. Right. So I have two more Saturdays. Wow. I work, I work Christmas Eve, and then That's I'm taking it. January and February off. Because I just... You can't. I just can't. You can't. So. Nor should you have to. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's what's been going on with me. That's great. Um. So for the remainder of our podcast, we are going to go in order from where we left you guys last. So mm-hmm. first up is the MTBC exam. We're going to tell you what we thought. What was good. Um. What was annoying. And what you shouldn't worry about and what you should worry about. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I thought that it was, eh. I would say, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I don't know about your experience, but mine was like super anticlimactic. I felt like I went in and... Um, you take it in Rochester? I took it in Albany in Cushing okay. Park. So I went into this H and R block and was like all hyped up for this exam. Right, and it's like and like dad. Yeah, there's nobody <laughs> there. There's like this one woman at the desk who's like, "Yeah, for the exam." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> ID, please." Uh, so I go into this room. There's like a, there's these other women also like scared about taking some other type of exam. Right. Cause they, I, offer... I didn't know that this was going to happen there. Like mine was right. the same. There's only one other person with me and I think he was taking a nursing exam, but I'm not positive. Yeah. Um, but I like tried to be like social, but this is, this is a very quiet Nobody experience. wants to be social before their MTBC exam, except for Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted him to do well on his test. Yeah. And, um, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't know you could use the bathroom. And so, like, halfway through taking the exam, for how many questions are in the exam? Uh, it's like 150, f- right? 150, and then 30 of them are unscored. I thought that there were 300 questions on the exam. Wow. So I got to, like, question 100, and I was like, I'm not going to finish. I still have 200 more questions left. I'm not going to finish. <laughs> and I was like, and I need to go to the bathroom. And, um... Then I finally realized, like, right on there, it said that there were 150 questions. So I got up, and I was like, I'm just going to check and see if I can go to the bathroom. So I go out there thinking I'm going to have to, like, bargain with this woman at the desk to use yeah. the bathroom. And she's like, of it's course, honey, in. you may use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. But anyways, yes, I would agree it's, like, very anticlimactic. It yeah. feels like you're and going then, to, like, deposit a check. Right. And so then at the end... The woman, like, goes to the printer and prints off my school report, and she hands it to me, and I look at it, and it says, it takes me a second to, like, read it all and make sure that I passed. So it says, congratulations, you passed. You're looking for, like, the sparkles and the glitter and, like, some kazoos, like, or not not kazoos, like, party blowers to go and, like, And it's just, like, straight up aerial font. Congratulations. (laughs) Plus, also, they print out the picture that you take at the beginning of the exam. Like, so, for mine, it's just this, like... This picture of me and I look like I'm about to throw up. I had an eye twitch. I was like very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the woman's like, "Here you go," and she and I, I didn't, I didn't know how to react. So I just like stone face, like look at it. She's like, "So what's the verdict?" <laughs> and I was like, "I passed," and she's like, "Oh, I thought you'd be more excited." And I'm like, "I am. I'm just still processing." And then I left. <laughs> I wish that they had like cupcakes there. 
or like something that if you pass, even if you don't pass, because you should get something more than just that piece of paper. I remember she handed it to me and I threw my hands in the air and I said, I passed. (laughs) And she was like, congratulations. And that was, I didn't know she could get that excited. Cause like she was it, did, it didn't seem like oh, she was she gonna, had yeah that emotional range. Right. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed that it was like a very quiet environment though. Mine was not a quiet environment was because it? there was a nail salon next door and oh. it was like right after school, so the nail salon employees' kids were in the back like okay. yelling and one of them was crying. There was a Chipotle next door to mine. Oh, could you yeah, hear it? I could smell it. I oh. couldn't hear it though. So they did a questionnaire at the end, and I definitely commented on the fact that there was like crying children right next door. Yeah, to that's not okay. Not in your testing. They were earplugs, but like right. that's not my jam. Yeah. So anyway, the good things, you get your results right away mm-hmm. and the environment's quiet. Yes. And the bad things, well, some of the questions are not great. Like, oh, I just, and I think I hate so- to like poo-poo on this exam, but honestly, like, and I don't want to write it. Like, I'm not saying I want to be one of the people that's going to write the exam right. for I certification. Yeah, but I'm not proposing, like, this is how the exam should be or that I have a lot of solutions. I just felt that, that a lot of the questions were not something that you can use to detect the merit of a music therapist. Exactly. They're not, and they're not always applicable to you and to what you do in practice. Like, some of them are easy enough to answer. But, like, you just have to do some math to figure it out. But you'd never actually figure it out that way right. in the moment. You would just do things because you know how to do them and you have, you know, music therapy instinct. Right. And something, like, throughout at least our degree program at NAS, we rarely had multiple choice tests. We had so many written tests. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that because you got to explain things in a narrative way. Yeah, I remember when I was taking some of the practice tests and I was talking to one of my friends and she's like, I just want to like, I want to answer this, answer it this way, and but then, then I want to explain why I did right, that. Because exactly. A lot of the questions on there, and I know in talking to some of our friends, some of our professionals, um, professionals that we know, it seems like the questions on the exam, depending on the year, lean towards a certain like spectrum of therapy yeah you know I felt personally on my exam a lot of the questions seemed very behavioral based interesting um but I know some of the practice questions that I looked at maybe didn't seem that way but I think coming out of an internship where we did like a lot of music based things we had a lot of behavioral stuff yeah we did but we did a lot of humanistic music based things too so a lot of the an- I felt like I could have answered questions in two different ways. Yes. But then I you have to decide there. like which which is the one that they want me to say. Yeah. And sometimes you just don't know. You really just have to learn the exam, unfortunately. Yeah, so we would definitely I I would at least recommend taking practice exams as many as you can. And not just looking through like your text, but taking the practice exams whether you buy it, whether your friends have them, anything like that. Yeah. That's that's personally all I did to study was to look at practice exams. I think I, like, flipped through one of my old, like, music therapy textbooks. Yeah. But. And make sure you yeah. get a real one that had, that explains the answers to you. Yes. Not just that tells you right or wrong. Another thing I did is I went through and took one of the practice exams and took it in time, like, at a chair, at a computer, like, imagining that I was taking the exam for real. Right. And then I timed myself to find out if I could do it. And, of course, I could do it within the the 
time limit, mm-hmm. but just just to know that you can right. do it like makes your anxiety go down a little bit. Yeah. So in we, general, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying we don't want to scare you in any way about the exam because. Right. If right. you don't pass the first time, that's fine, too. It happens. happens. to plenty of people doesn't mean you shouldn't be a music therapist. And it's expensive to retake it again, but it doesn't make you, like, any less of a music therapist. Because mm-hmm. it, it, you can't quantify your nope. value as mm-hmm. a music therapist. It's such a qualitative field and such, it's just qualitative work that we do. We can't put a number on you as a music therapist. Right. I mean, we can. Yeah, there are but things it's not that are fair. quantifiable. Just, <laughs> yeah, just like data on your clients. Right. There are things that you can quantify, but you're always going to want to qualify. Right. Yeah. So this is, you know, it's not a make or break thing. You can always take it again. And honestly, I don't know anybody that didn't pass, took it again, and didn't pass again. Right. Yes. Yeah, me either. And I was, I think, only 11 questions away from not passing. And throughout my schooling, throughout my internship, both of us, stellar students and stellar Yeah, I think it depends on how you take tests. Yeah. Like, you just have to know how you take a test and Mm -hmm. be super aware of that. And you have time, too. I thought at least the time amount that you're given is ample. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. One tip, though, you can only reschedule your test once, which I I had to do. So I had to reschedule it because oh. I had very specific days off in my summer, and one of them changed on me, and I called them, there and I was like, go. can I reschedule? And they are like, yes, this is your final reschedule. Oh, wow. You can never reschedule See, again, I or just... you forfeit all the money you paid. And I was like, ah, okay, I'm going to take it on that day. The whole experience is a little rigid for the field that it's for. Yeah, it's scary. If you have any questions for us listeners, please... Feel free to email, email us about us. this exam. Tweet us. Yeah. Well, we don't have a Twitter. Oh, just do kidding. <laughs> Maybe we do. You, you We'd know, be we'll happy to get back to you, talk to you on the phone, whatever. We'd Send love to help you get through this exam. Fruit baskets? Mm-hmm. Cookie baskets? I like cookies. Mm. Okay, so next mm-hmm. in the order of what happened know, to us. Transitions. Yeah. Next coming up is the transition to professional life, which is currently still occurring. Yeah. So we're going to talk about challenges. Exciting there were many. Moments. Yeah, exciting mm-hmm. moments. And what to expect. Yeah. You know, Whitney, I have always been very interested in your transition because you're at the same place. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I would personally deal with that very well. Being in the same place that I had my internship and then all of a sudden being a professional there. You know, it was definitely a challenge. So it, it was both a challenge and like amazing. So yeah. my coworkers slash supervisors took me in right. like so kindly and they did such a good job of, you know, making it clear to me like what they wanted from me and what I didn't need to do and they were just super helpful for me. Um, sometimes it was, like, a little unclear on, on what my role was, because, um, because technically, yes, I'm a music therapist there, but I knew I wasn't gonna, I know I'm not gonna be there forever, so I do things, and I think, like, well, I'm doing this, but it's not gonna last, and some things that I'm doing, I'm beginning, but are never gonna come to fruition while I'm there, which is just sad for me like Mm -hmm. knowing that I am going to be doing a particular thing like 
um, like I'll suggest something for a client um, at a team meeting and then I'm going to know I I might not be able to do this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's going to happen in any job. Like, yeah, exactly. In in many different situations. Um, So, you know, it's just the transition was was good and I was just lucky enough to have um, really supportive people to work with. It's um, important. And the really nice thing is now I get to be friends with my supervisors, which has just been super, super fun. Um, the other really super amazing part is that two of my coworkers have now had beautiful little Babies. girls. And mm. they are just the cutest little amazing humans. Uh, it You know, I learned way more about pregnancy than I ever <laughs> thought I would. <laughs> Like, uh, I know exactly what to expect. I don't need to read the book. Yeah. Like, you've seen two I just ladies have go seen two it women live. do it. Yeah. You know, they, they broadcast live on Facebook. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's been good, but, um, but definitely, definitely challenging. You know, the whole intern thing has been hard for me, too. Yeah. So, working with interns who are just, like, following me, like, tail end. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just going through what I just went through. Right, so literally I can, a few months ago. Yeah, so I can give them some really good feedback. Not even feedback, but just, like, suggestions and advice. Right. And, you know, they come to me and they say, like, what did you do when this happened? Or, like, did you have, have to do this? And, like, how did you do it? And I can give them advice sometimes, but I also need to be careful, like, right. that I'm not complaining about the internship, or that I'm not, like, yeah. making the supervisor sound bad. Or... And you're not even settled into your own professional life right. being in these temporary positions, so. Right, exactly. Right. So, and giving them feedback in sessions has been really, really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially since two of the girls that I'm working with, I went to school with. Yeah. And I was actually in classes with them. Right. Um, and so the last time you saw them, you were students and you were peers and... Yeah. So on one hand, I feel very... I feel like I have experience and I want to tell them things that are good and things that are bad and things that they could change and options that they could use in their next sessions, but I also don't want to step on toes and make people feel bad or mm-hmm. or anything like that. So it's been like a... It's been a bouncing act, as yeah. you say. Yes. So. It sure is. How about you? You've had a quite a different experience than I have. You kind of were thrown into a completely new world, right? Yeah, it's it's been a lot. Um, and sometimes I feel like I'm just about to fall off the treadmill, and mm-hmm. then I jump back on. Do you it's have just... a little thing, like, attached to your, <laughs> your <laughs> yeah, phone, yeah, so just, if you fall just off, in case. emergency shut-off? <laughs> it's tough. You know, one of the toughest things for me is that I'm working by myself, largely. Yeah. Even when I'm working at places that have many people there. Um, for example, Community Music School, one of the places I work. Amazing facility. Um, I'm one of two music therapists there. But something I loved about Mary Cariola was that um, it was a very collaborative team and you were part of every student's entire, I guess, like schooling, you know, like you met, you got to meet all of their other therapists and you were really a part of their development. Mm -hmm. And you were not only working with other therapists collaboratively, so you're bouncing ideas, music therapists you were working with their PTs their speech therapists right. their teachers it's a team you're, approach you're part of their day so do you not have a team and approach now no oh really um I see the students and the clients that I see I see them for that 
small amount of time and I really don't know about anything else that goes on during their day. Mm. Um, I have a large variety of sessions too. Um, so being at Mary Carriola was already a huge variety um, between individuals and groups and the different types of sessions there. But where I am now, I have individuals as young as early intervention up to large like sing-along style groups at memory care facilities mm. and everything in between. Um, I do some community groups with children with disabilities and their siblings. Um, I'm just going to be starting to do some drum circles in 2017. Wow. With a, I know. Um, with a cool program here called TIES, which allows students with any type of disability to be paired with a typically functioning peer. Do they and serve do... any Thai food? <laughs> I wish. It's T-I-E-S. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. So that's been really the hardest thing for me is not having that community of people to bounce ideas off of and seek support from. So I've had to find that elsewhere. So where do you find it? Um, I'm still working on it. Okay. But... I'm here for you. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I do, I have to call my friends and who are therapists. I don't have too many people here that are in the same position as me who understand what the kind of journey I'm on right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need a supervisor. Yeah. And I'm and actually starting at a new position in 2017 um, for an agency called Liberty Post, and they um, contract therapy services into, dis- into the school districts in Western New York, and they have music therapists, speech therapists, PT, OT, mm-hmm. everything, and I can see any type of supervision I want through them. That's um, right. So even though I won't necessarily be working with those therapists, it's kind of a network that they create of therapists. So And you can seek supervision from other therapists. You don't have to seek it from a music therapist. Correct. Absolutely. So I'm just excited to be part of some kind of team. Yeah. Um, because when I was getting started, um, I wasn't really receiving any information about my clients besides mm-hmm. their name, their age, things like that. I wasn't getting to see their IEP. I wasn't getting to see how they're functioning in every other aspect of their life. Mm. So when it was an assessment session for me, it was like a true assessment session for me. And I would have to make the effort to contact their parents or their service coordinator. And so that's been the tough part. The therapy is wonderful, and I love that. It's all the in-betweens and kind of being your own manager and that kind of stuff that's tough. So that's been the challenge for me. It's a lot to sort through. Yeah. It's well, all good, though. We should also talk about the good things about having a music therapy job. So Cha-ching. the first good thing, yeah. <laughs> we have paychecks now, yeah. which is amazing compared mm-hmm. to what it felt like last year, which was zero dollars. It's frustrating. It is hard to work for free. It really is. And I, the nice thing about this job is that I feel like I'm just getting money for free almost Mm. like you know what I mean yeah I just I never go to my job and I say oh just you know going back to the grind 
You know, it's Always never so the feeling I have. I go to no. work. Like, there's some days I'm tired, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, some people, you know, going back to the office. Like, I'm not going back to the office. Yeah. I'm going to do some really valuable work, and I enjoy mm-hmm. doing it. And then, on the days that I get my paycheck, I'm like, woohoo! Like, right. Uh, who knew that I, I was going to get this? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I never really forget. I kind of need it, but, you know... <laughs> Um, the other awesome thing is that we have our own clients now. Yeah. And while my clients right now are not technically my own clients. You are fully in charge of their I am. Therapy. I am. And I go to their team meetings and I talk mm-hmm. to their other therapists and I feel so much more confident It's fun now. to be in charge. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like I go into a session and I am the person that is in charge. Mm-hmm. There's no one that's telling me how to how to interact with the client. Yeah. I get to choose that. And Mm -hmm. that is one of, like, the biggest things for me. I feel like you need to be so, um, so true to yourself when you're working with, especially some of our kids who just, like, have so little control over their lives, like our medically frail kids who are, uh, really cognitively aware. Mm -hmm. Um, but don't have the physical capacities to... Physical capacity to communicate. Right. You know, it's so hard for them. I feel like you've got to be so real with them. Mm -hmm. And you can't talk to them in a childlike manner. You have to be who you are with them. Mm-hmm. And that feels really good to me to be able to go in there and be and, who you are and be who I am with them. Mm-hmm. I think I that's one of the most fun things about yeah. being a professional mm-hmm. is that even if you have the best relationship with your supervisor and everyone you're working with, when you are an intern, there's always someone watching you, and it is... Or there's someone around the corner, and, like, you know someone's listening. Yes. And you are still a student. Um, I think it might be different in other internships, though. It could. You know, so, yeah. like, for Noreen and Gina, they did hospice at Hudson Valley. Right. And they did, like, a week of training, and then they were just thrown in. Right. And they actually had to go and visit people's houses on their own. So, I feel like it's often a different experience, but for us... Yeah, where we were specifically for our internship. It it took me a few weeks to get used to the fact that I was making the executive decisions. Mm -hmm. But I like it. I think I'm still going through that because I still ask so many questions of my supervisors. But But that's a good thing. Yeah, it's been really nice for me. I feel like I got an extra, like, six months of my internship. Mm -hmm. And I got paid, so that's awesome. Yeah, that is great. So... Always rely on your coworkers and other people around you and just always ask questions mm-hmm. in this phase. Like, no question is stupid. Right. Unless it's actually really stupid. Yeah. And find your support system for sure. There's yeah. there's no way to get around it. Um, I know I, I didn't try to get around it necessarily, but I thought I just, a lot of the roadblocks that have come up for me personally... Um, I think are due in part to the fact that I was working by myself and not reflecting about what I was doing with other people, not asking questions, not sharing my joy about a session Mm -hmm. with someone. That's the amazing thing about having your team because even when something goes amazing or when something goes not so amazing, you have someone to go back to and tell them about it. Right. And you don't just keep it in. I think if I didn't have people to tell about my sessions... I would feel awful about them. And you lose, like, your sparkle for those sessions. Right. You know? Like, I had this one day when I just had one staff and one kid. It was supposed to be, like, a four-kid group with tons of staff. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's supposed to be super active. And I just get one kid, and he's just running around the room for 20 minutes. (laughs) And I'm just so frustrated. And I did get him to sit down in his chair for, like, probably 10 minutes out of the whole thing. Um, 
And we had some musical interactions, and it was good-ish. But it was not what it was supposed to be. Right. So I go back to the office, and I'm like, guys, can I just tell you what happened? <laughs> Please. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> and then they're like, wow, that does sound awful. And I'm like, yep, moving on. Yep. But like, Thank sometimes you. that's tell all me you need. Right. It was awful. And then, yeah. you know, and then I'm going to go and, you know, and I have an awesome session with some other kid, and I go, and I'm like, guys, guess what so-and-so did? Right. And they're like, woohoo, and they celebrate with you, and it just feels great. Right. And I know we're taking a long time on this topic, but I feel like I really need to talk about it. And it has to be not just any support system, but someone who gets what you're talking about to a degree. Because I know a big difficulty for me has been moving home with my family, who I love so, so much, and I'm so happy to be here. But they do not understand music therapy in a way that I can have a conversation with my day. Right. You know? And, like, not to... So, like, so my boyfriend works in special education and understands the type of kids that I'm working with, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't even know them. Like, that's the thing. He doesn't know the kids I'm working with. And when I come home and I'm like, this happened today, he understands, like, to a certain extent, like, what behaviors happened, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't understand exactly what the music did in that particular... Uh, setting Mm -hmm. and like he still has questions about what I do as a music therapist and I'm continuously still explaining myself to him and my family and And you just expect the people that you love to just to just inherently know to get it immediately they're not always going to and that's okay yeah yeah um that's why we have each other Sarah Mm -hmm. exactly and both of our mothers um are elementary school teachers right And I think about, my mother has been a teacher for decades, and I really think about, she's she's come home and she talks about her job, but she doesn't talk about it in the way that I want to talk about music therapy, and I try to flip it, I'm like, well, I don't necessarily understand what she's doing all the time, and I don't Mm -hmm. understand the kids in her class, and stuff like that, so I can't expect someone to give me the amount of support I want that isn't submerged into this world of music therapy you know I've been coming into this um kind of weird situation where I'll talk to my parents about what I'm doing and they'll talk to me about what they're doing in their school my dad's a high school teacher and my mom's an elementary school teacher and they'll talk about their schools and how things are going and because we work with such different kids they have they have kids that are just in public school and you know, are radically different experiences. And then I have kids who have such special needs Mm -hmm. and such complex needs. And it's so different. And my dad talks about this one kid that he's got, his one special ed student who has an IEP and he just, and sometimes like, I just find it really hard to talk with my parents about special education because like my dad doesn't have a lot of experience in that area. Right. And he says things that make me angry like he uses words that I don't want to hear and I try to tell him like what things look like nowadays in special education because he doesn't go to conferences on that he goes to conferences on education or like and talks to professionals Mm -hmm. in education but not in special ed right it's just such a it's an interesting place to be in because I know I don't have all the experience in the world but I have some Mm -hmm. and I don't want to like tell my dad what's right and what's wrong but yeah it's hard. It's a hard balance. As you can see, we're transitioning. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's good. It's all good stuff. It's a whole different type of puberty. You know what we've also transitioned to at Mary Cariola? We have transitioned from the old vibration drums to, to something new. 
Okay, tell, so tell me about it. The old vibration drums, you're familiar with them, but yeah, I don't know if anybody them. else is. So they're great. They're a giant, like... You I'm guys know what paddle drums are. Giant paddle drums. Like drum. the Remo ones with the black it's like, foam handle with the two little orange stripes that's and it. the cream-colored head. Mm-hmm. And but they, large. Yeah, like large Like the size charge. of a yoga ball. The size of your torso. Mm-hmm. You can put them over a kid's head and they feel the vibration coming all the way down into their body. I would say like the circumference of a good umbrella. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they're really easy to hold and they're super great. They're light, yeah. Unfortunately, they do not make them anymore. Just like so many other great music therapy instruments, R.I.P. Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. Shaker Stick. Yeah, so they only exist at Mary Carey on nowadays. <laughs> Limited <laughs> supply. And they're now covered with April's rainbow duct tape to hold them together. So anyway, we've got some new types of um, vibration drums. We use these vibration drums to give our kids a sensory organizing experience. We give them, um, they, they touch the drum and get uh, fibrotactile feedback through their hands. They'll put their feet on it. They'll put their head on it. They'll get, um, they'll get sensory feedback through their chin um, to give them some pressure on their jaw if that's the kind of stuff that they currently need. So we've been looking for tons of new options and lately we've been trying out some new things. First, we got the, I don't know how to say it, Bahia? Bah, Let's Bahia? go with that. Bah. B-H, B-A-H-I-A. Bah, Bahia. Or Bahia. Head drum. We'll just... Bahia, I like Bahia. Bahia. Bahia head drum. Made by Remo. Um, it's pretty cool. It's like a bass drum. It's smaller than the vibration drum. It's like 16 inches, I think. Of your... Um, I think it's 16 inches. Could be. Yeah. So it's nice. It's got this like waxy finish on the top. Sarah has one. It's the only drum I have. Um, and it's, it's okay. What do you, how do you, do you like using it with your clients or do you feel like you need so, something else to meet their needs? I'm going to make a quick tangent. Okay. I, because of what I'm doing and the amount of places I go, I travel so much. The instruments I use are mine. Only one of the facilities I work at has instruments for me to use. So I've had to develop in a short period of time a repertoire of instruments that's versatile, seeing as I work with people 2 to 92. Right. Um, I like this drum. I would be open to different ones, um, but drums are expensive. Right, that's right. And I wanted something that was easy to hold. I like the design of all of these buffalo-type drums Mm -hmm. because you can hold them from the back and move them around very yes. easily, which same thing with the paddle drums and stuff like that. But that's why I didn't want a frame drum for that reason. Frame drums are harder to be. You can't carry them. Right. Yeah. They it's just. Mm-hmm. So um, a good alternative to this one is a new one that we've just gotten. It's the Remo Buffalo drum with the comfort sound. So the top of it is actually kind of like a canvas. That's nice. And, um, I have not seen this drum yet. So. It's awesome. So it's a little bit bigger. Um, pretty much the same size as the... Has the string in the back. It does. You hold, you hold on to it underneath. Um, it's lightweight, so it's easy to bring around to different people. Um, the top of the drum, I think it's better than the The Bahia because, like, when you scratch on it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, like, make any marks or anything because it's just canvas. I have random fingerprints all over that Bahia Yeah, and it gets, like, so... And I can't get rid of them. Like, I will wash it with Lysol, and there are some fingerprints. I don't know what someone ate or what was on their hands, but Uh there are these fingerprints that will be there forever on the drum. 
anyways, it's, it's, yeah, it's gross. Like sometimes I'll be playing the, the black ones and I like to put it underneath my arm to silence it mm-hmm. and like to bring it away so that like there's a visual cue of when it's my turn. Right. And I get these like armpit sweat things on it and yeah. I feel pretty guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Other people are going to have to play with this. But it's a good drum because it has such a big low sound too. It does. I like it for that reason because I don't have a large gathering drum. I don't have a space where I could use a large gathering mm-hmm. drum or transport one. It is there. portable. It's the mm-hmm. size is nice. Yes, and I think if you were to close your eyes, the sound that you get out of it seems like it's coming from a bigger drum. Yeah. So the larger one, the comfort sound one, is really nice because it does have that like comforting sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit. It's not as basic. No, it's no. It's comfortable. I feel it's, like the original buffalo drums are a little more crisp than the Baha'i ones. Yeah, and it's not it's not like that. And I think yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. I, don't I think, think so, they, too. I think that some of our um, our old vibration drums, the reason why they're so crisp is because they're also loose. Yeah, that's they're true. They're super loose on the frames. Um, it's less startling to some of our kids with auditory mm-hmm. sensitivity. So yes. I think that's also really nice. Um, we like vibration drums. We really do, and I think we could talk about them for ages. That's something I've definitely taken from Mary Cariola, too. Because it's not something that everybody uses, but I saw the extreme benefit of that kind of input. Especially, I've um, recently worked with people who have different hearing impairments, Mm. and this is one of those instruments that gives them something and gives them a sense of rhythm and a sense of vibration in ways that other instruments just don't permeate that way. Yeah. Yeah. Great instruments. Mm-hmm. So real quick, um, our last topic, we want to talk to you a little bit about how to work more than one job and how to stay sane. So we're still not sure how to do that, No. but we're trying, and we're just, just going to share some tactics. a quick list of some of the ways we've been handling the stress. So one of the things I've done, I bought a new calendar. Mm-hmm. feels really good. It's Kate Spade. It's white with gold dots on it. And okay. Double. Okay. Something we already talked about. I ask questions all the time, and I schedule things super far ahead of time to make sure I get what I need mm-hmm. from the people that I am seeking help from. That's my phone. Just ignore <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. Um, I have to turn it on silent. Sarah, you treat yourself to Panera, right? Wow. <laughs> yes, I do. It's going crazy. I know. Okay. I didn't... Was that your calendar? No, it was my phone. I just updated to... OSX Sierra, though, and I didn't realize I could receive calls on my computer. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, yes, Whitney was saying I like to go to Panera. Because I'm living at home, which I talked about briefly earlier, that's been a challenge for me. I've been trying to separate my work time from my home time because I've never been a professional adult living at home. And that's hard for myself to accept. As it is, it's also hard for my family to accept. So I have a hard time getting work done at home. Mm. Because of that, I try to do my work elsewhere. Whether at Panera. I, yes, whether I stay at my office late or go to Panera. I love Panera. I love their chicken frontega panini. Mm. I really love their green goddess salad mm. and their green smoothie. They just have a lot of good options. No, really stuff. good vibe. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Starbucks. We get Starbucks Mary Cariola yeah, literally all I the time. Um, I just got some today. Their dark roast is great. And they have an app. You can That's actually nice. order your Starbucks on the app, and then it's ready for you when you go to pick it wow. up. You can pick it up at the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Super fast. 
You know, and I try to go to the gym and spend relaxing time with my dog and my boyfriend. Watch some TV. It's important. We're watching Game of Thrones right now. I've not watched it. It's... I hear it's so good, though. Great and awful at the same time. I'm on season five of Scandal. I'm on season five of Game of Thrones. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, Whitney and I used to watch Scandal together last year in Rochester. It was... It got intense. It got intense. I don't know if I'm ready to go back to it. And I don't know why I wanted to get back into it. I think I was I was really missing Rochester, and Scandal helped me feel at ease, I guess. Mm. And now I will be caught up to the live seasons that start in January. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back to watching it and pop some popcorn and eat it with barbecue <laughs> sauce. <laughs> with red wine like Olivia. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Yeah. We're so happy to be back. Um, and our podcast is officially going to be streaming through iTunes, right? That's right. It's already happening. Yeah, it's already happening. So, Five, yes, seven, you can find it. Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find it in our blog um, through WordPress. We will update it there. Um, we're finally updating to a membership at SoundCloud that will allow us to post more. Um, but you can find it on our blog, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and we will let you know how to do all of that. Sounds great. See yeah. you later. Podcast is finished. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. If you would like to contact us with any questions or concerns, you can email us at v7cordpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.